Hi, this is Jaden Scoville, host of Today's Healthy Kids, and this is our Future is Missing Voice America Kids. Please be on the lookout for 18-year-old Esmit and 15-year-old Domingo Sanchez-Gonzalez, both Hispanic. They went missing from their hometown of Lewisburg, North Carolina, August 8, 2008. Esmit is 5 foot tall, weighing 140 pounds, black hair and brown eyes. Domingo is 4 foot 4 inches tall and weighing 130 pounds. This appears to be a family abduction and may be in the company of their father and may have traveled to Mexico. Domingo has a scar on his left knee. If you know of Esmit or Domingo's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Esmit and Domingo, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. You will see Esmit's picture progressed to 18 years and Domingo's picture age progressed to 14 years. Thank you. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Real kids, real talk radio. Do you sometimes feel that there's nobody to talk to about the things you need to talk about? Well, look no further. Welcome to the Paper Hope Street Team on the Voice America Kids channel. Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the rest of the Paper Hope Street team are here to discuss the topics you've been asking about. Now, here's the Paper Hope Street team. program paper hope street team on voice america kids network i'm real wade and these are my co-hosts yvonne allen and erica everleth and today we're going to be introducing our new radio show (laughs) so basically what we're going to do is we're going to introduce ourselves and tell you a little bit about us so you know who the heck is talking to you um my name is real wade and i am 17 years old i go to barry goldwater high school and i'm a senior Um, I like to dance. That's my main hobby. Um, I cheered in high school. I'm involved in a lot of programs like NHS, and um, I do a lot of community service with NHS and Interact Club and a bunch of clubs in school. Um, A little bit of background. I grew up in a single mom home for a while before she met um, my stepdad, and um, my dad got remarried. My mom got remarried. I have two half-sisters. One is six years old and lives with me, my mom, and my stepdad, and one is 12 years old and lives with my dad and my stepmom, not that far away from my house. Um, and that's pretty much me in a nutshell. You'll get to know more about me as the show goes on. I'm Erica Everleth. I'm 19 years old, and I just graduated from high school in the class of 2011. Uh, I go to ASU now, Arizona State University, and I live on campus at Tempe. Um, things I like to do, I love to bake and cook, and I dance at ASU. Um, I'm big into dance. Uh, I've been riding dirt bikes since I was 13 years old, and I love to do that whenever I can. Um, Whenever I get free time, I also like to draw and read and go rock climbing and do all kinds of outdoorsy stuff. I was also raised by a single mom like Rio. Um, Me and my sister were raised by my mom. She's also uh, physically handicapped, and uh, even though I never got to see my dad much growing up, I've always been a daddy's girl, and I still am. He's like my best friend in the world. (laughs) And um, that's about it, about me. Um, my turn, I guess. <laughs> uh, I'm Yvonne Allen. Um, I'm 17 years old. 
Um, I go to Barry Goldwater with Rio, and I'm a senior, so I'm going to college soon, and I want to major in special education. It really hits home with me because my aunt was um, disabled, so it's really something I have a passion for. Um, just like the other two, I lived in a single-parent home with my mother. I never really had a respectable father figure. So me and my mom had our ups and downs because she had to serve as both parents towards me. But um, through Paper Hope, and what you'll learn more about soon, we've reconnected and we've gotten that bond that we've needed. And as for me, I'm more of a religious person. Like, I participate a lot in my youth group, and that's really important to who I am. So I do that a lot, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Awesome. Okay, so basically how our show is going to work is each week we're going to introduce ourselves and we might have a new street team member because there's quite a few of us. Um, We're going to introduce ourselves and then we're going to introduce the topic and we're going to talk about today we're going to talk about drinking. Um, And then after that we're going to have a daily detail where it's basically like a journal entry from us that we're going to say every week. And then we're going to have random questions that we get from our listeners on the website and the blog and everything. So um, today our topic is drinking and driving and how this relates to, actually, first off, what we have to talk about is the blog, hello, Paper Hope, like, my mom (laughs) writes a blog, Um, it's called Paper Hope, and basically how it started was her high school journals, she used to share with me a lot, Um, she would just read them to me and we'd talk about them, and they're pretty intense, you know, like, just topics that are very hard to talk about and it's cool that they're in a journal so she had this idea that she would put them online and share them with the world and then we started talking about them and we just wrote journal entries and topics and blogs about the topics and it turned into this big conundrum where we decided that we wanted to take the blogs and the journals and make it so that we can find a way to strengthen mother-daughter relationships. So what we do with the blogs is we write the journals, we write commentary, we write topics, and we try to make sure that we get it out there for daughters and moms to talk about and help strengthen that. So with the show, we're going to do that by sharing through the eyes of teens and talk about the blogs and the topics and basically get it out there even more, which is awesome. So our topic today is drinking. What are our thoughts on drinking, ladies? <sighs> it's not a good idea, <laughs> no. in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. A so I think what we found first was this video that we found online when mom started writing about homecoming and drinking and the pressures of drinking and why people drink and all of this stuff. So we found this video. It's a Danish video from Europe and (laughs) it's this video where it shows the difference between what you think you look like when you're drinking and what you actually look like when you're drinking so it's it's like interactive you can put your cursor over it and it'll make this bubble and show you what it really looks like it's gross like it's nasty and it's on the website paperhope.com if you want to look for it it's really gross it takes a while to load and stuff but it really gets the point across that when you drink you don't look as cool as you think you do yeah this is not a video for younger uh audience children so if you're going to view it think about that but it really just shows um it, it's actually uh, an advertisement for a bus line, and it talks. It's basically asking um, in the commercial, like, when should you go home and when should you stop drinking? And we really want to address, especially for teens, drinking to the point of drunkenness and how that is not okay. It's 
unrealistic to think that, you know, by the time you're 21, you're not going to have a drink in a family or a social setting. And it's not something that we want to tell you, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. But if you are ever in that situation, we want to make sure you do it the smart way. Uh, you're listening to Voice America Kids Network. The show is Paper Hope Street Team. I'm Rio Wade, and today we are talking about drinking, teen drinking. And what, what I want to know really is what prompts kids to drink at this age, 14 through 18, before you're legal, like before you're legally allowed to drink, why do kids drink? I, I never had the motive to drink. I don't know if you guys can speak of knowing people or experience what I don't understand why people drink this young. Well, I think the video really, uh, it shows, well, first of all, it shows um, a female. uh, She's of drinking age, definitely, but it shows her in a nightclub setting, and it's not, you know, all that unfamiliar if you've ever been to a party or anything like that. It's pretty much the same thing. Everyone's got a drink in their hand. Everyone's, you know, mingling, stuff like that. Uh, The girl is doing all kinds of different things, like it shows her approaching a guy she thinks, you know, is cute, um, trying to talk to him. And it shows her trying to go and use the restroom. It shows her uh, going places with her friends, dancing with her friends. It shows, uh, you know, getting home later. And it just, the real um, message that we're trying to get out there is that you don't look the way you think you do. And they show you that with the interactive video. And when you put your mouse over it, you'll see that while she's trying to approach the guy that she's trying to talk to, while she thinks he's like way into her and she's trying to be all sexy with her glass and no. stuff she is not she's yeah. tripping all over the place and he's trying to get her to go away and it's really the truth you don't know what you look like while a lot of people think like oh i'm classy when i drink <laughs> i know my limit i'm not no. i'm not that girl you probably are that girl and I'm no gonna, one likes that girl <laughs> i'm gonna play the butthead of the situation and i'm gonna go out there and just tell you girls you look stupid when you drink and yeah. you go around fondling over people and you're drunk and you're flopping all over the place and you look like a hot mess like that's not cute i mean the motives i think for girls to drink as opposed to guys because guys are a little different but girls they go and they're like well everyone else is drinking like i don't want to be the loser that doesn't drink or it's just one drink like yeah. i'm or there's the other people that go into it and they're like I'm gonna get drunk yeah I'm gonna go party and people are gonna like me because I'm gonna be the funnest one there blah 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 and it's like you know what when you do that guys and other girls just view you as like the sloppy girl that goes to get drunk and they don't respect you I think in a way and young girls even from age 14 because I know people in middle school that are either questioning going out to drink or actually going out to drink and it's like, why so young? I, there's no point. You can have fun and not drink. Me, personally, I have never drank in my life before. And I like to think of myself as, quote, one of the cool kids. So it's like, if I can drink, if I, or I can not drink, and I can still have fun, everyone else can still have fun yeah. without drinking. I feel like it's a um, kind of like a fitting in issue. Like, people think, well, if I do this, they'll like me more. But at the same time, I feel like um, you're putting yourself in this image for these guys to see you as, like, more of a friend like that he like honestly it's like a bro ho type thing like you're the partier girl like, <laughs> yeah you're just there as like oh yeah this girl gets drunk every weekend with us she's cool but honestly that's never going to be the girl they're going to take home to meet mom exactly and that's sad and that's what we want girls to try to be we want strong women we don't exactly want we don't want to put that image on us let's take a break i'm yvonne allen keep it right here you're listening to voice america kids
cranking out opinions. Fresh opinions right here on Voice America Kids. If a rash develops while listening, do not discontinue use. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team. program on Voice America Kids Network. I'm Erica Everleth. I'm Rio Wade. And I'm Yvonne Allen. And our topic today is about drinking and how it affects teens and families. I want to know, do you guys know any girls like the ones we're talking about? Those girls? Those girls. Everyone knows those (laughs) girls that just, they go to parties, they get sloppy drunk, they make themselves look bad, whoever they're with look bad. And honestly, like, they're an endangerment to, like, the people in the room. And then if they go and try to drive home, everyone else in the world, like, they don't think about anything but themselves. I think everyone hears those those tragic stories of teens who get in car yeah. accidents from drunk drivers or even the the very tragic ones where they're, they have nothing to do with it. They're going home from football practice and they get hit by a drunk driver. And, you know, that's really unfortunate. And actually, I have a personal story to speak to for that whole issue. Um... My mom grew up in New York, and she didn't drink. She was a very, very, you know, quote-unquote good kid, um, very focused on school. Her friends uh, called up one day, and they're like, hey, you want to go get some burgers? And so they're like, sure, we'll come get you. Her friends showed up. Uh, They didn't tell her that they had been drinking, and uh, they got in a car accident on a freeway ramp. Uh, The guardrail of the freeway ramp cut into her car and she always likes to say cut it open like a tin of sardines if you can imagine the visual she would have unfortunately been decapitated had her friend not pulled her down seeing the you know guardrail like what was impending um in doing so though her arm went up in the air and it was completely severed she should have died from the blood loss and everything but my mom is a wonder mom, and she miraculously survived. She was the first person in the U.S. actually to have a successful limb reattachment, so yay, but she doesn't have use of her arm, and so growing up, it has been very, very, you know, painfully obvious to me the dangers of drinking and driving, and you don't just put yourself and your health in danger. You really are even more of a danger to everyone around you, and you don't want to do that because it has very severe consequences, even if you don't intend them. Yeah, I want to know what people think about. If they don't see the big picture, if they just don't think ahead, is it really worth it to be the cool kid for five seconds? 
then is it really worth it? Is someone's life really worth it? Is What if you were driving and you killed your friend in your car? Your life would be ruined. People don't seem to understand the severity of drinking and driving or drinking with people or driving with people who have been drinking or even being sober and driving home people that have been yeah. drinking. Like, just alcohol in general and driving is a no-go. Like, people don't understand that there are so many consequences. So what we want to try to do is make sure that daughters and even guys if they've been drinking and they find themselves in a situation where oh crap like I drank like what am I going to do I'm going to not tell my mom and I'm going to try to find a way to get home or I'm going to drive home so that she doesn't know she never finds yeah, out and I don't get no in trouble well. no call your flipping mom like your world is not going to end I promise you like your mom will be so thankful that you called her and asked her to drive home to get you from the party or wherever you were than if you drove home drunk because you never know what's going to happen. You're going to get in more trouble if she ever finds out if you were drinking and driving than you would if you just called her. She'll be thankful if you call her, not thankful if you drive home. And the people that you hit or yourself if you get hurt is not going to be thankful. So I don't, I don't understand where the hesitation comes from, but I know with my mom, I know in, in the front and back of my head that if I just came to her and was like, crap, mom, I, I messed up. Like, I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to hurt anybody else. Can you please come get me? Sure, she'll be mad, but it'll end in like a week. And yeah. sure, you'll maybe be grounded, get a punishment, but you'll be so thankful that you did. It's not that difficult. And even if you, like, if you don't feel comfortable, the, maybe your parents are totally, you know, you just don't feel that comfortable. I think it's always a good idea for me, it was my cousin, to have that person who you can call, who my cousin told me, you know, I will drop everything for you. I just never want you to be that person in that situation. And I hope that I've always even tried to be that person for everybody, you know, especially uh, me being a little bit older, being able to look at the kids who I know who are younger than me and say, I never want you to drink to that point. But if you do, you need to call me and you need to make sure because I would drop anything to just save someone else the kind of problems that my mom's gone through through her whole life. Right. You have to be realistic about yeah. it. You At the be... same time, though, it's like I feel like parents need to be really open with their kids about it, too. For me, my mom has always been pretty open with her past with me and told me stories and um, she promises me that I'm not going to get in trouble if I call her drunk because she'd rather me call her and then save someone else's life possibly if I were to drive at all. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. The show is Paper Hope Street Team. I'm Yvonne Allen, and our topic today is drinking. Um, to go on more, I want to really get into the depth of how you should approach your kids about drinking in general. For me, my mom told me a very intimate story of her past with her drinking um when her household it was nothing like you never drank you never touched alcohol there's never an ounce of alcohol in the house so she never knew like where the stop was or the dangers of it really so um when she did go to drink she drank everything like there was no ending point and she went out with her friend one night and they were drinking ha having fun I guess whatever and um the next morning she wakes up and she's at her home and she looks out the window and her car's out there and she calls her friend and is like, did you drive me home last night? And her friend said, no, I was swinging around in the back of the truck while you were driving. And I guess you just made it home then. And my mom was so such an emotional wreck. Like, she cried all day watching TV, seeing if someone had been killed in a hit and run because she could not remember for a million dollars how she got home, like what route she took to get home and not hurt anybody. 
And ever since then, she's never been a drinker. She's been too scared to go near alcohol because she's seen how easy it would be to risk someone's life drinking and driving. So that's how we honestly got into the topic, by sharing a story. But even parents that maybe never drink like that, they don't have ways to approach their children. So how do you guys think they should approach them? Well, that's that brings up a point, too, is to approach it, you can't be like, don't ever drink, it's bad, don't do it, ever. It's like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Alcohol is the Antichrist, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> no, I mean, you have to be realistic about it. Yeah, if you're in high school, you're going to be around people who are drunk or drinking, or you're going to be pressured into drinking, and you can't just be like, oh, well, never touch it, never look at it. That's unrealistic. You have to be like, okay, daughter of mine, there's going to be people that are drinking, and... I would like for you not to drink, but it's your life, it's your body. Don't drink, it's illegal, first of all. You're going to get caught and go to jail. <laughs> but if you do, here's what you need to do. If, if you find yourself in that situation, here are the steps to get out of it safely and not just totally avoid it and pretend like it's the worst thing ever because that's never going to get you anywhere. If, you, if you're told as a kid, and I can say this from experience, if you're told as a kid never to do anything, you're like, well, why not? Why? Like, there's no backing up what you're telling me, so I have to find out for my own. Like, so if you talk about it openly and you say, here are the options to get out of it safely, here's what I did as a kid, you definitely don't want to do that. And just having an open communication about it is going to make it ten times easier for your kid to avoid those situations and get out of them. So it's like, why, why say that it's the worst thing possible when you're only hurting it that way? Exactly. Yeah, and I think that... Obviously, everyone knows, you know, like I said, you hear the stories all the time, the dangers of drinking and driving, don't ever do it. And then some people think, well, I'm not going to drive. I'm not that stupid. (laughs) My friend's got my keys. I'm good. I can still drink to the point of drunkenness. And we also want to tell you that that is not cool either. Being that girl, like we were talking about the video for uh, the the Danish ad, um, you don't want to be that girl. We all know that girl. And you just tarnish who you are, your reputation, even though you may have been like, that was a one-time thing. I didn't know I was going to get that drunk. It was a mistake. Whatever. I didn't put anyone in danger. You still, I can guarantee you, when people look at you, you are still that girl. They still see you as how you looked when you were all drunk rather than the person you look presentable, great, good grades, whoever you are at school. Yeah. The, it's weird, too, because young girls do this, too. We know in our school they're known as the sloppy juniors. They come to parties with seniors and people in college, and they think that they're going to try to act older and act like the older girls and the older guys, but they don't realize that that's not what we do. Like People have such a misconception about drinking and how glamorous it is and how cool it is exactly with the video so i really encourage you guys to go to paperhope.com and look up the video and see for yourself like exactly how it explains like it's you look dumb like you don't look as cool as you think you do and also um if you'd like to email the show send it to voiceamericakids at yahoo.com Make sure you mention my name, Yvonne Allen. And me, Rio Wade. And me, Erica Everleth. And mention the name of the show, which is Paper Hope Street Team. And tell us something or ask us any questions that we can mention or answer on the air. Um, anything about any topic, and we'll just let you know. Let's take a break. I'm Yvonne Allen. Keep it right here. You're listening to The Voice America Kids.
Behind the Line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view. This is a look at all of the action from Behind the Line. Join your host every Wednesday at 3 p.m. whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life. We'll run down all of the scores, talk about the games of the past week, and preview what's coming up in the next week. You'll want to take notes because this is good stuff. The place to be Wednesdays at 3. That's 6 p.m. Eastern is the Voice America Kids channel for Behind the Line. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team. Paper Hope Street Team on Voice America Kids Network. I'm Rio Wade. I'm Erica Everlet. And I'm Yvonne Allen. And today we are just finishing up talking about drinking and teens and how it affects families and friends. So before we end with that topic and move on to our next segment, we just wanted to give you little pointers that we have come up with to give to you to make sure that if you are ever in a situation, you have a little knowledge that maybe your parents haven't given to you yet because you haven't talked to them about it yet. So I know Erica has a good point. Yeah, uh, my whole point is I've always been the girl who's like, it's easy for me to say no. And then a lot of my friends, they go, well, you know, it's hard for me to say no. It's hard for me. I want to fit in. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to fit in in a crowd. And not that it's always a bad thing. I mean, there's good crowds. And just because, uh, you know, everyone's drinking and you feel outcast you don't have to drink my trick that I think is an extremely good trick if I might say so myself (laughs) uh you don't have to drink if it makes you feel that much better that people aren't interrogating you like why aren't you drinking don't you want to drink why you think you're too cool to drink that happens and it's scary and it's intimidating and you don't like you get looked down on just for being that girl sometimes or that guy so what I think is you can just hold it. Like, if you want to hold it, like, hold your cup or whatever it is, you don't actually have to drink out of it. <laughs> You're like, oh, this is my, like, you know, you know, I've, yeah, I got this. And then no, nobody's going to pay that much attention. And if it really, if it makes you feel that much better to hold one until you develop the ability to say no when it's the right time or whatever you need to, you can always do that. There's nothing wrong with like wanting to fit in and if you if it makes you feel better to do that you still there's little tricks you don't have to do it <laughs> and my tip um regardless to as if you are drinking an alcoholic beverage or a non-alcoholic beverage if you're at a party do not put your drink down there has been so many times where people have had um drugs put into their drink and have been taken advantage of and don't remember like what's going on. Erica's friend got roofied at a party, and he was a guy. It was like, if that would have gotten into Erica's drink, she would have been dead. Like, 
Never that's ever, a lot. ever put your drink down. Don't ever. put your drink down. And if you do... Even if it's water, like even if you're drinking Sprite, like don't yeah. put your drink down. Like even if it's a bottle or a cup or anything. And if you do put your drink down and you don't look at it for five seconds, get a new one. Yeah. Like be safe. Play the get safe a new one. Go get a water bottle. Go do something. Like never drink out of something that you haven't had yeah. your eye on the entire time. It's not safe. It's a bad idea. And it's so easy to just get a new drink. It's and the cliche saying rather be safe than sorry right. yeah and even if you're like oh this is the situation i am i'm in my friend knows all these people you don't know those people exactly. and even the nicest looking people can have the worst intentions sometimes and we don't want that to happen to you <laughs> better safe than sorry so now that we've lectured you proper on you know drinking <laughs> and what to do and what not to do we're going to move into our next segment that we like to do um since the whole concept of paper hope came from journals entries from my mom's blog and stuff we want to do a segment called the daily details where we basically have a vocal journal that we share with you guys and just basically get the insight on the life of a teen and what we've been going through this week and if you guys you know relate to it then it'll be a good conversation starter or oh my gosh like you feel that way I feel that way like how cool that there's other people out there that feel the same way so um Erica what is your daily detail or weekly detail oh my okay so I know a lot of guys out there think girls are hard to shop for, but let me tell you, <laughs> it is much easier to buy a girl a bottle of perfume than look at a boy and be like, oh my God, what do I buy this boy? <laughs> my um, unofficial boyfriend, you could call him, <laughs> his birthday was this week, and I was freaking out over what do I get him? How much do I spend on him? Oh my God, like, is he going to like it? Should I just like make him a card? No, that's like super boring. What do I do? <laughs> so I went to a good friend of mine for advice, and... I think the best gifts come from paying attention to someone. So what's his favorite sports team? Get him a lanyard. What's his favorite movie? Get him a T-shirt. Whatever. But I spoil people. <laughs> <laughs> you little punk. So here. I did it all, and um, which was a little over the top, but he's appreciative, so oh, it's good. Um, but I, I really think that basically my whole message is I ended up getting him a watch and he freaked out over it and he loved it, which was great. So I'm happy. Um, but if you, exactly. <laughs> um, if you ever don't know what to get someone for their birthday, these are my tips for you. Pay attention to them. If they say ha they have bad dreams, get them a dream catcher. It's funny. <laughs> it, it's, That's cute. I've done it. Like um, so cute. <laughs> if they are crazy obsessed with some kind of sport, get them something to do with that sport. It's, it's cheap. Lanyards are like, yeah. Six to eight bucks. Sorry. It's, I'm not trying to be cheap. <laughs> but <laughs> no. it's it's a lot easier. Just be attentive to someone. And trust me, it'll make your gift-giving occasions much easier. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. The show is Paper Hope Street Team. I'm Yvonne Allen. And our topic today is the daily details. Um, for me, this past week, I've gotten no sleep. Um, I've watched all three paranormal activities for the first time Ugh. with my church friends. Um, that's part of the reason why I haven't slept. Um, I stayed home three of the days this week, mostly because we have double half days. And being a senior, I only have three classes, so I got to skip an entire day anyways. But um, I went to the premiere of Paranormal 3 Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday night, and I probably crapped myself. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot watch those movies. I was so scared. Like, the stuff that happened, like, I was screaming for two minutes straight. I could not believe it. Like, it was scarier than both of the first two movies combined. Exorcisms, whatever. It was the scariest thing I've seen, and it was the first movie I've seen 
being 17 and allowed into a rated R movie. <laughs> Nothing's going to top that. I'm still scared. I slept with my lights on. I was so scared. Um, we were leaving the movie theater, and my friend decided it'd be a fun idea to scare me. I cried. <laughs> can I, I cried. I was so scared. Can I ask a question? I'm one of those chickens. Like, I can't go see scary movies. Yeah. Hence, I'm never going to see the paranormal movie. I have to go with one of my guy friends. Ever. Mm-hmm. I Won't go. Ever at all, but I want to know why are teens like so obsessed with scaring themselves? I, <laughs> why question. why do people like scary movies? I don't get it because I'm not a scary movie I think movie it's like a, I think it's a I'm strong minded or something like that. Like I'm cool, I can do this. It's not for me. I just was like, all right, everyone's talking about these. I have to see like what's up, and I saw. <laughs> <laughs> um, that I have to say that was a good movie. I recommend going to see it. Mm, I don't, I don't, I understand where kids are like, yeah, I want to go get scared. Like, you can't scare me. Like, I'm tough, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I always cry. Like, oh, my God, I will not go to Fear Farm. My biggest fear, (laughs) this is the weirdest thing that you guys will think of me. I have, my biggest fear is animals that, have human characteristics so if an animal walks on its hind legs or if there's a human body with an animal head on it like i freak out i hate it i don't like it fear farm looked at the pictures on facebook they people with cow heads and bunny heads and i uh-uh or nope rio doesn't like antlers uh-uh moose nope elk can't we do had it. a moose drawn on our um <laughs> econ board and she freaked out nope. and had to erase it i had to erase it i nope don't like meese they're nasty <laughs> Okay, no. Anyways, let's not think about nasty animals. Okay, (laughs) my daily detail or weekly detail is I went to the Arizona State Fair. Yay! Okay, so it was really stressful, though, because it costs, like, $30 to get in for, like, a wristband and everything, and I spent my car insurance money on it, and I'm, like, kicking myself in the head because now I have to find a way to make $30 so I can pay my car bill. Whatever. It was so fun. The ride went on every ride, like, a million times. And my biggest point to this is I ate the best ice cream cone I think I've ever had in my <laughs> entire life. It was just a soft serve swirl ice cream cone. And it, I don't know why. It was like the best ice cream cone. It was $4 for a little oh ice cream gosh. cone. It was awful but amazing at the same time. So I know what it's like to really want something so dumb and just pay like a ton of money for it for no reason but it being the best thing ever. And I totally don't regret it. I think we've and all been there. If you go to the fair, buy an ice cream cone. That's fair food for you. I think that's what the fair is like for me is all about food like funnel cake, <laughs> deep fried Oreos. <laughs> I, I don't foods do motion sticks. rides, so, yeah, foods on sticks. You guys will get to know my <laughs> obsession with foods on sticks. Like cake on sticks. Um, <laughs> what's ice anything? cream on sticks? What's, a that's popsicle. a popsicle, oh. Erica. So you know. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, fair is all about food, and if you go to the fair and you don't eat the food, you're crazy. <laughs> a lot of I had a corn dog on a stick, and it was deep fried corn, corn dog. dogs are on sticks. Yeah, I had. I, yeah, I was in the bathroom quite a bit. <laughs> so be careful about what you eat at the fair because or anywhere, and be careful where you're going after you go to the fair because you want to be somewhere secure. So yeah, it's not necessarily need a potty. in a good part of town. You have town. a potty. <laughs> Sorry, you will get to know us a lot. We are very open and very out very there, so open. we'll never have a topic that we can't talk about. So thank goodness. Let's take a break. I'm Yvonne Allen. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. It's almost showtime. Tune into Curtain Call every week for the latest happenings from the world of theater. It's news and reviews, both on stage and behind the scenes. If you've ever wanted to be a stage actor, theater director, or work behind the scenes in production, this is the show for you. Your hosts have been there and done that, and will answer all of your questions right on the air. Listen for Curtain Call. Weekly performances are happening Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team. Today we talked about drinking and teens, and then we just had our daily detailed journal session. And now what we're going to do is we're going to answer some random questions we have from listeners and people that have emailed my mom about the blog and everything. So, Yvonne, go for it. I'm going to start us off today, and the first question is, what kind of relationship do you have with your parents? Me, personally, thanks to Paper Hope, I have a stronger connection with my mom now than I ever had before. Being raised in a single... Um, single parent environment is very difficult on any child regardless to if they're just divorced and you see both parents or if you don't see them at all. I don't have any contact with my biological father well because he's not here anymore but um, being with my mom she at first we really had a rough like patch because I got brainwashed kind of on who she was so I didn't like her but then she was the one that actually did help me in the long run, and I didn't see that. But through Paper Hope, um, I listened to some blogs and read some things about how um, they do see what we see. There was a blog not too long ago about a breakup, um, and it showed me in the journals that Tamara had been in the same place I was at that moment, and that helped me realize my mom probably was there too, and that's when I first started talking to my mom about it more. And... Now we're actually really close. Um, we always talk. We just had like a little movie night last night. I was supposed to spend the night at my friend's house, but then I decided to come home because I missed my mom. No. Yeah. So that was cute. We watched Bridesmaids. Aww. <laughs> I love that, that movie. That's a funny movie. Yeah. So we are really close. I'm not scared to talk to her anymore. I talk to her openly about everything, like about the alcohol issue, about anything. I'm not scared. Like if she's gonna get mad at me for something, I, whatever. At least I talk to her about it, and that's something I'm very open with her now. Like she knows everything about me she's probably my best friend at this point so (sighs) for me my mom and I do not have the perfect relationship with the blog and everything and collaborating on the entries and the journals and everything people tend to think that oh well you guys are perfect tell us how you do it blah 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 not at all we fight a lot about rules and curfew and just dumb stuff like we have our issues so but the relationship that we do have 
helps it so that we don't totally shut down on each other. Yeah, we may fight and have you know, arguments or disagree on certain things, but the way we do it is we calm down and we come back to the topic and we work it out. Like, I'm not afraid to to negotiate or talk or anything. So if we ever have an issue, because we do, we have disagreements, we can talk about it and get through it and figure it out so that next time it's not the same, it's not bad, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, of course it's not perfect. But just because we have been able to talk to each other normally and not be afraid or embarrassed or anything when it comes to what we talk about, we can always fix things. So our, my relationship with my mom isn't perfect, but it definitely is really good in the way that we work things out and talk to each other. So I advise everyone to try to aspire to have the same. It's awesome. Yeah, and I've always been super fortunate in having a good relationship with my mom. Uh, being a single mom and stuff, I think it really contributes to how close you are to that one particular parent and even single dads a lot of times that happens um even though like I said I've always been a daddy's girl I grew up on the couch watching hockey with my dad but (laughs) after you know everything changed for me and my mom was very gracious in helping me through and she always has had my best intentions in mind and I've known that from a very young age so we never we bicker a lot I mean what parents and child don't you know but I'm I am really fortunate and I feel really lucky to have a mom as open with me and also as forgiving and accepting of the things I want to do. She, We've always had a really good system of, you know, compromising. For instance, with like drinking and stuff, I'm not a drinker myself, but if I were to ever say, mom, I'm going to a party, well, I have said this, I'm going to a party and there will be alcohol there, but I'm not going to do it or I'm not going to drive, whatever I may say to her. If I'm making the right decision and I'm telling her and informing her, she feels that's enough to where she can let me go and discover things on my own. Not necessarily to make bad decisions and discover the consequences, but to be able to be in environments and learn how to make good decisions and have a good time and have, you know, stuff to put in my journal. This question was sent from someone who claimed to be one of the good kids in school, you know, good grades, good activities, blah, blah, blah. And she was saying how they didn't have, like, a close relationship with their parents, but yet they were, quote, one of the good kids. So I think it's um, important to make sure that, yeah, maybe you're a good kid, but your relationship with your parents might be the same, and it's important to figure out why. Like, is it because you're embarrassed? Is it because you are afraid of how they're going to react? Are you afraid of them judging you? Like, I don't don't know what the issue is, but good kids don't always have a good relationship with their parents, um, but they may want to, so Paper Hope helps a lot with doing that. Um, You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. The show is Paper Hope Street Team. I'm Rio Wade, and right now we are answering questions from some of our listeners. So the next question that was sent in to us was, can parents truly influence their teens' decisions? I really think that has to do with um, how you approach all the, like, communication between um, a parent and a child, mom, son, daughter, dad, whatever it may be, uh, guardian. You know, it's... It's all about communication, just as with any relationship, I think. Um, my mom has always told me her stories, and she wasn't, you know, always a good, quote-unquote, kid. Very loose term there. But, you know, and she made decisions, and she learned from things. And 
a lot of people criticized her and saying, why are you telling your daughter that she's young? Especially when I was like, you know, around 10 years old, she would tell me some things that probably a lot of people would be like, oh my gosh, you probably shouldn't tell that to a 10 year old. Hmm. But at the same time, she knew that she wasn't telling me for me to be like, oh, that sounds cool. I want to go do that. She told me for the sake of me learning from her mistakes and the things she learned from and in hopes that I would never have to learn things the hard way. And I really appreciate that my mom did that. And I think that when she talks to me like I'm an adult and like even right. when I was younger because, yeah. you know, I'm older now, um, the way she talked to me then really did influence my decisions and it made me realize I never had to go through a phase of binge drinking or getting drunk way too young or anything like that. I've never had to be that girl, and I really accredit that to my mom. Um, just just the way she acted um, in terms of my, like, privileges and how she talked to me about drinking. So I definitely think that a parent can totally influence a child's decisions when it comes to drinking or anything else. Yeah, really. yeah that's a good point because the way you approach it and the way they speak to you, if they speak yeah. to you like not that you're immature they speak to you like you are mature and you understand what they're saying and you they don't speak to you in a way that's going to put you down you yeah. don't feel like you have to put your guard up and be like well I'm old enough I'm mature enough if they speak to you like you are mature enough then you feel less threatened by what they're exactly. trying to tell you and also for me the biggest way my mom influenced my decisions was the fact that even things as simple as cleaning your room or my grades in school she was like it's your room they're your grades you're not mine I don't know why you're asking me my room was always clean. I have straight A's. I never did anything for anyone else but myself. I just had her stories and her guidelines, like, as in the back of my head being like, okay, well, I know that when my mom did this, this is what happened to her. So she's saying it's my life, it's my grades, it's my room, it's my decisions. I'm like, oh, my God, she's right. Like, this is me. I'm not trying to do anything for anyone else. I'm not trying to rebel against anything she's telling me not to do. I'm doing what I want strictly for me. And that helped me make the right decisions, which is kind of the opposite of what you would think would happen. But, and then another part of that question was what about teens that rebel? Like, teens aren't little monsters. Like, <laughs> parents need to realize that. Wait, and if they, if you say, no, don't do this, like, it's not the fact that we're trying to rebel. It's like you haven't given us any anecdotes or stories yeah. on what's going to happen if I do do this. Like, you need to explain to us and talk to us about things that we're not going to know unless we do it ourselves. Like, it's, exactly. it's not rebellion. It's just curiosity. Like, share with us. Like, yeah. we want to know. I, Go ahead. I, okay, sorry. <laughs> I feel like um, being in that open with your children will lead to honesty um, and they won't be hiding so much from you or lying to you about things because they're not scared to tell you. And it'll, it'll honestly bring your relationship closer. I'm a walking success story from that. Um, I don't lie to my mom because I know I can trust her, and I know that honesty is going to lead to the best outcome anyways. So, Yeah, and, like, I, I don't think that kids – I know there's, like, that stereotypical thing like teenagers – Especially ones who, I don't know, wear all black. Yeah, their nails bad black. people. No. Like, you know, scary, kids. scary teenagers. I really don't think that that stereotype exists. It's, we're not trying to break, when I say we, we use that term loosely. I promise <laughs> I don't wear all black. <laughs> um, like, I don't think that there's that such teenager that just breaks the rules for the sake of breaking them. And I feel like a lot of parents just misunderstand that 
when a kid is trying to do something, they're trying to learn and they're trying to be an adult and it's all about privileges right now, which actually leads me into like a really important question. What is the hardest thing about being a teen? Rules. Uh, finding your place. I feel like I still struggle like that. Struggle with that. Sorry. I don't know like what I want to be or who I want to be. And a lot of it, um, I answer it a lot at church for myself, but being finding my place in school because being a Christian, like I always get outcasted or yeah. made fun of for that, anyways. So it's hard to like find people that I can trust and talk to and open myself up to. So it's really just finding your place and who you want to be in school, out of school, everywhere. That's so. such an open question because there are so many issues yeah. that we have, like rules, curfew, college, school, grades, money. Like there, it's endless. Yeah. Like, but it's really hard to pick like the hardest thing. They're all because hard. there's just so much stuff. I honestly don't think there is one hardest thing about being a teen. I think all of it combined is what makes it hard. Yeah, yeah. and I think it's a lot of the times has to do with whatever's going on At that right moment. now. Yeah, yeah it, it varies with age and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. So, that is what we talked about today is drinking and the daily details and our questions. If you want to, you should read the blog, paperhope.com. Go there, read the blogs, read the journals, post comments, like it, and, you know, just go on Facebook, Facebook, Paper Hope, and ask questions and anything that you want us to discuss on the show. Um, next week, we're going to talk about uh, actually a documentary that is on the Oprah Winfrey Network. It's called Misrepresentation. We're going to talk about women's roles in society and what we think as young women is happening with that because there's it's such a controversy right now. Um, and that's what we're going to talk about next week. And don't forget to email us at voiceamericakids at yahoo.com. Mention all of our names and our show, and tell us anything that you'd like to tell us or any questions. And thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to Paper Hope Street Team on the Voice America Kids Radio Network. Remember have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. We continue to cry for help, and all you can do is laugh? Love it. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Hey, thanks for listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Be sure to check out the blog at paperhope.com for more during the week. And we hope to see you again next Monday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Bye for now. Bye for now.